Numbers chapter 33, verse 50. We're going to read verses 50 through 56, okay? Now, if you remember, over the past couple weeks, we've been spending our time in Exodus. We were in Exodus chapter 14. We jumped over to Exodus chapter 16, talking about the Israelites escaping the hand of Pharaoh in Egypt, okay? Crossing over the Red Sea, making it to the other side, on their way to the Promised Land. And here we are in Numbers chapter 33, The story really continues. We're talking about Moses again. It says this in verse 50. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Tell the Israelites, when you cross into Jordan, into the land of Canaan, you must drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you. Destroy all their stone images and cast images and demolish all their high places. You are to take possession. Everybody say possession. Of the land and settle in it because I have given you the land to possess. Come on. He's given it to us. Hallelujah. Verse 54. You are to receive the land as an inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. Inheritance. By lot, according to your clans, increase the inheritance for a large clan and decrease it for a small one. Whether uh, whatever place the, uh, the lot indicates for someone will be his. You will receive an inheritance according to your ancestral tribes. But if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land before you, those you allow to remain will become thorns in your eyes and in your sides. They will harass you in the land where you live. In verse 56, in what I had planned to do to them, I will do to you. Whee! All right. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for teaching us something today through your word. We thank you for the revelation, the wisdom, knowledge that's going to come from this today. God, give us clarity. Give us ears to hear right now. Give us willing spirits ready to receive what you have for us this morning. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to I'm going to break this down a little bit to help to help you understand what's going on in the scripture uh, as we go throughout the the message this morning. Uh, but before we do, um, you know, as I mentioned before, that wealth is more than money and finances, right? Wealth is everything you've got. Okay, so tell say it with me. Wealth is everything I've got. Say it is everything I've got. Okay. And so God has made you wealthy. If you don't think you're wealthy, you're wrong. Okay. God has made you wealthy. How do I know you're wealthy? Well, you're here this morning. Okay. You got clothes on your back. Come on. Some people don't. All right. You had a vehicle to get you here this morning. A lot of people don't. Okay. Come on. All right. You had gas in your vehicle that got you here this morning. All right. Some people don't have that right now. All right. You had the money to go to the gas station to put gas in your tank to get you in your car here this morning. Some people don't. All right. So when I say this, I'm telling you, you are a wealthy person. Okay. Now you may think, well, Okay, I get that. I'm wealthy as in I got some things, but I don't really feel very rich. I don't have much money. 
Okay? Well, you know what? That doesn't mean that you're not wealthy. All right? You are wealthy. All right? Everything that you've got has come from God. He has blessed you with it. And, and if it has come from Him, that means you are wealthy. So you cannot go based off the dollar amount in your bank account. How much money is in your purse or your wallet right now? You cannot go based on that to determine your wealth. Okay? God has made you wealthy. And you need to know that going into this year. I am a wealthy person. And listen, if you'd never believed that before, or if things don't look as if that's true, you need to start declaring that over yourself every single day when you wake up. I am a wealthy person. Okay? I have everything I need and some. Okay? And some. And when you look up the word wealth, all right? Now, you know, my grandpa used to do this every single uh, probably message that he ever preached. He would pull out the old Webster's 1828 dictionary. Do you all remember that? Okay. He'd pull out, he'd, he'd have it right up there on the podium, this thick of a book. Okay. I wish I had it. Uh, but, but big old Webster's 1828. And he would read the, the definition of, of what, the, what he was talking about. Okay. Well, you know, that's available online these days. And so I was able to look at Webster's 1828. And look at what wealth actually is translated to, what's, what, what the dictionary says, right? And it says this. It said this. It said prosperity. Look at what it said next. Happiness. Oh. Oh. Riches. Possessions of money. All right. Possessions of goods. Wow. And possessions of land. So you see, it's beyond your money. Money is included in it. Money and riches are, are listed in that. But wealth has to do with all the things that you possess. Beyond that, it also has to do with your happiness. Whoa. If you, if, if you are wealthy, you are happy. And if you are happy, you are wealthy. If you've got something to smile about, come on now. If, if, if you've got reasons to smile, hallelujah, then that means you are wealthy. You could have no money and still have a reason to smile, and you, you are still wealthy in the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, isn't that good? Come on. I've got a roof over my head. That makes me smile. Hallelujah. I am wealthy, right? Hallelujah. I've got somebody that I can do life with called my wife. Hallelujah. It makes me smile. Thank you, Jesus, right? I'm happy, right? All of these things that you have, all of the stuff that you've been blessed with and given, possessions, all of these things that make you happy, make you wealthy. Amen? And so you say, I am happy because I am wealthy. Say it. I am happy because I am wealthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So wealth is beyond having money. Wealth is everything you possess. Okay? It's everything you possess. Now, everything that the devil is holding you need to know he is holding it illegally. Everything that he has stolen from you, taken from you, everything that he has in his possession that belongs to you, he has done so illegally. It's not his right, okay? 
Listen, what God has called yours doesn't belong to him nor ever will belong to him. All right? But if he's taken anything from you, you need to know today he's in trouble. It's like when I was in elementary school, we used to say, he's in deep doo-doo. Right? And the devil, he's in some deep doo-doo. He's in some trouble. All right? Because he has tried to rob from you. He has tried to steal from you. He has taken some things that have belonged to you over time. And I want to serve him some notice today that you are in trouble, bucko. He is. He's in trouble. But here's the deal. Once he returns what rightfully belongs to you, you got to make it physically manifest. He's not going to just return it to you and say, oh, here it is. No, no. You got to manifest that thing. I'll say this about 2024. You got to possess your possessions. You got to possess your possessions. Okay? You say, oh, well, yeah, no, that, no, 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 no. Really? You got to learn how to possess that which belongs to you already. You got to learn to possess that which has been taken away from you. You got to take it back. Hallelujah. Come on. This is our take back year. Come on, somebody. This is our year where we're taking back everything that he has stolen from us and some. Hallelujah. Come on. And the word of God says that he's going to return it how many times over? Come on. Sevenfold. Sevenfold. All right, so he's not going to just return to you what he took from you, but the Lord, come on, hallelujah, supernaturally is making him return back unto you seven times over. Seven times over. My Lord. So when I say you're about to get wealthy, now you know why. The riches of the Lord, come on, are coming upon you. Come on, there are more possessions and resources coming your way. Why? Because it's being returned back unto you sevenfold. You're going to have seven times more than you've ever had before. Hallelujah. Come on, how many of you believe that? You're having seven times anything you've ever had before, anything you've ever possessed before. Seven times the money is hitting your bank account in 2024. Come on, somebody. Seven times the goods. Come on. Seven times the possession. Seven times everything you've ever owned is coming back unto you in 2024. Come on. Do you receive it? Do you claim it right now? Woo! Come on, hear me today, church. The years of playing patty cake with the devil are over. They're they're over. We ain't playing patty cake with him no more. All right, this is your year to possess it all. Come on, say, I'm going to possess it all. Come on, this is our year to take back everything. Say, I'm going to take back everything. Hallelujah. And let me tell you about your wealth and about the wealth that is coming to you. It's going to exceed what you even need. That's what's coming back to you. It's, it's coming back in excess, in overflow, in abundance. Hallelujah. And it's going to exceed everything that you even need. I told you several weeks ago about this, and I'm still standing firm to it because I believe it, and I believe it by faith that, that you're going to look and you're going to say, what am I even supposed to do with all of this resources? What am I even supposed to do with all this money? What am I supposed to do with all this abundance? I'm telling you, it's going to come that much to you that you're not even going to know what to do with it. 
Now, God will speak to you and tell you what to do with it, okay? Now, now hear, hear me on that. But, but you're going to look at all of it, and you're going to say, my God, what has happened to me? My whole entire situation has flipped around. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I got more money coming at my job than ever came before before me. Come on. I'm telling you. I had a dream last night. I don't really dream. I had a dream last night that I got a $10 an hour pay raise at my job. And, I, and, 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 you know, I mean, I'm telling you, it was like the most realest dream I've ever had. It was so real. And Melissa looked at the bank account, and she was like, she, I remember we were standing in the house, and she looked on her phone, and she, like, did this number, and she, like, looked at me like she does sometimes, like, what? <laughs> right? And, and I'm like, what? And she's like, your paycheck, like, what did you, like, what's so different? Like, what did you do? Did you work a bunch of overtime? And I was like, no, not this time I didn't. And she goes, well, there is way more money in there. And I was like, really? And so I logged into my, I logged into my thing online, and I looked at my pay stub and all that, and I saw that my pay increased by $10 an hour. And it was so real. I mean, it was so real. Okay? So I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Now you're going to say, oh, well, that's just a dream, Pastor. That's just a nice dream that you had, you know. I'm telling you, it's coming. All right? Now, I'm going to say that dream was from the Lord. Okay? Now, now for me. Now, now if you don't want to believe that for me, that's, that's fine. I'm saying for me, that dream was from God for me. All right? And guess what? I'm going to see it happen. All right? And so now i got to start claiming it. All right? got to start standing for it. And i got to start receiving it. Okay? Because it's not just going to happen. You understand? The wealth is not going to just fall upon you. If you're sitting around doing a bunch of nothing. The wealth will come your way when you take it by force. The wealth will come your way when you stand in agreement with God and you partner with Him in it. And you receive it and you take it by faith. Come on. Then you will start seeing it come to life and come to fruition for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And listen, listen, church. God is about to transfer wealth to you. He's about to transfer wealth to you. Well, what does that even mean? I'll explain what it means here in a second. But he is transferring wealth to your name. God's people are receiving a wealth transfer right now in Jesus' name. In 2024, we're walking into this significant year of wealth, and we are walking into it because there is a wealth transfer that is coming our way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you'll wonder how you can even possess everything he's given to you. You'll want, it'll make you wonder. You'll say, how did this happen? How can he have even done this? It's because there was a wealth transfer. I'm telling you, as I've told you the past three weeks, the days of lack are over. The days of lack are over. You better write that real big on your notes. The days of lack are over. No more shall I lack. No more shall I not have enough. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. No more shall I live paycheck to paycheck. Come on. No more shall I live that way. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the days of lack are over. You're walking in blessings of God that are going to blow your socks off. And it's going to start with your big toe. 
you know, take off your shoe and you're going to say, man, I got a hole right where my big toe and big toe's been sticking right out of this sock. Say, yeah, I'm blessing your socks right off of you, baby. You just watch and see what I'm going to do. I started with your toe because I'm going to show you how I can do it. I'm telling you. My Lord, come on. You think I'm being funny? And I am being funny. But I'm also being, I'm also being real here. He's blessing you, and it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Hallelujah. The days of lack are over. Listen, you are born again for such a time as this. Woo! You're born again for such a time as this. And I've got news for you. You're about to receive the very best from God in 2024 that you've ever received. Oh, somebody shout, I receive it. Somebody shout, I claim it. Somebody shout, it is mine. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, those that are listening to this on the podcast later, you're going to think that we're the craziest cuckoo church that there ever has been. But that's fine if you want to think that way, folks. But I'm telling you, you can receive this. You can receive this. This is, this is it right here. Let me, let me just say it this way. This is a part of our spiritual DNA. Amen. When he made you, he wrote wealth all up in your DNA. Mm, hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. I'm telling you, when we say things like jobs and better jobs and raises and bonuses, when we say checks in the mail and all that, we don't say that because it sounds cute. We don't say that because it's a nice fantasy. We don't say that because it's, it's a dream that it would be nice if it ever came to pass. No, we say that because we can have it. And we say that because we receive it and we claim it and we take it by faith and it is made available to us. Amen. Pastor, you're talking way too fast. I know, it's because I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, once you really get all of this in your mind, and once you really get all of this in your heart, but also receive it in your spirit by faith, you're going to go to a higher level. Okay? You got to really understand this in your head first. Okay? Because if you don't have any, if you don't have any understanding about this, if you don't get the wisdom and the revelation about this, it ain't going to get to your heart, and it ain't going to get into your spirit, okay? So you've got you've to believe this in your head. You've got to have the wisdom on this. You've got to know that it starts right here, okay? All right, God, give me the wisdom to really understand this thing, all right? And he'll give you the wisdom, all right? Then it's going to come into your heart, all right? I receive it. I, I grab a hold of it, right? And then it seeps down into your spirit. Mm. Now, he could just, boom, hit you right in the spirit and give it to you that way. But he needs you to understand it first. Okay? My people perish for lack of knowledge. Uh-huh. You're not going to have wealth if you don't have knowledge. You got to have the knowledge to understand what he is doing, what he's speaking, and that this can belong to you. Come on. And that this is a part of who Christ has made you to be. When I say it's in your DNA, it's in your blood. It's going through your veins, okay? The wealth, I'm telling you, the wealth, all right? And so faith, we know, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, all right? So you hear the word, the word connects to your faith, right? And then it is supernaturally activated. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You hear the word. Okay, right here. Boom. Portal of the mind. You hear it. It connects down to your spirit. And then it's activated. Okay. Now. He will speak the word. Which he's doing today. He'll speak the word. It's up to us to activate it. Okay. We take it by faith. We receive it. It's like it's like a it's like a a, a, a maze almost, but something that starts here and works its way down and goes all the way down into your spirit to get to that activation part, right? But we've got to do the things that we've got to do to get it down there. Okay, everybody got that? All right, and so we gotta we gotta speak it, we gotta proclaim it, right? We gotta stand on it, we gotta pray about it. We, we've got we got to give thanks for it. We got to do all of these things to take it from head knowledge to put it into the activation part. Okay, and so now that that's not something that I t- I can teach you to do. That's something that you've got to do on your own. All right, I have heard your word, Lord. You said that this is my year of significant wealth. All right, now you got to do all of the stuff to get it to the activation part. Okay. I can't teach you how to activate it. You got to activate it on your own. Beyond that, I can't activate it for you. I can get you excited about it. I can stir you up for it, right? But I can't activate it. I I can't get into your faith. You got to get into your own faith. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So receive this and take this by faith this morning. And you can write this down after the second time that I say it. I'm going to say it. I want you to just hear it and receive it by faith. And when I say it again, then, then you can write it down. But take this by faith this morning. There's a wealth transfer that's coming into the hands of God's people in 2024. Now you can write that down for yourself. There's a wealth transfer that's coming into the hands of God's people In 2024. 2024, make it personal, is my year for wealth transfer. 2024 is the year where I experience a wealth transfer. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Hallelujah. You are the righteousness of God. So that means the wealth of the wicked is made available or is coming to the righteous. If you are righteous, that means the wealth is making its way towards your house. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. But where does it come from? Interesting enough, it comes from the wicked. In other words, the wealth is there, but the wealth has been in the wrong hands. Okay, I don't have enough space to run around in here. But, but the, the wealth has been sitting in the wrong bank accounts. Mm. Oh, Lord, come on. Now, I'm not going to step on people's toes this morning, but, but, but hear me. The wealth has been in the wrong people's hands. And God says in 2024, I'm taking it out of their hands and I'm putting it in yours. It's going into your hands. Why? Because it belongs to you. You're the righteousness of God. I'm not saying this because it's nice. Uh Uh-uh. I'm saying this because this is right out of the word of God. The wealth is is laid up for you. It's it's made available for you. 
But it has to come from somewhere. And it's coming out of the wicked, the wicked's hands. So God has blessed this earth. Wicked spirits and wicked people have taken that which doesn't belong to them. And now we are going to see a reversal of this situation. Watch what he does in the governments. Watch what he begins to do in the systems of our government. Watch what he begins to do, come on, from the highest powers, come on, of our systems and our governments and our politicians and our political realm, all of that. Watch what begins to happen as the money begins to flow in a different direction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. There are too many politicians and political leaders that have been spending money on things that are wicked. We have today, and I'm not going to make this a political message, but I'm going to go into this for a second, so just get over it. We, we have been spending money on things that we should have never spent money on. And now, as a result of it, where the money should have gone, like our border situation, hello, now we have an open border, and anybody and everybody can come on in and make their way into this country and bring all the fentanyl and all of the weapons and all of the terrorists and all of that. They can come right into this country because we chose to spend our money on, on books about education for children that they should have never been listening to in, in schools. Oh, my God. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, Pastor Devondre said to me the other day, I didn't know how political you were. I said, I ain't political, I'm right. <laughs> okay? You know, there is a difference between right and wrong. But, but the money has been going towards the wrong things for, the, for way too long. Now, that's just in one area. My God. Look at all of this, the seven mountains. Look at how in our entertainment and, and in our families and our education, all of these things, look at how the money has been going the wrong direction. And he says, watch in 2024, has the money's been flowing this way, now the money's going to start flowing this way. It's been flowing into the hands of the wicked, but now it's going to start flowing into the hands of the righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I just lost some podcast listeners over all of this, but that's okay. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But, but listen, I don't mean this in a negative way towards unbelievers, but in all reality, Wicked people have held on to your wealth for far too long. It's time that you take it back. Come on. And the Lord is saying enough is enough. Now, what does this mean? It means that the wealth that belongs to you that's been in the wrong hands is finally returning to the right hands. Your hands. Okay? And, and listen to this. It's more than payback. Payback is nice, but it's more than payback. There's an overflow attached to it. What's coming into your hands, you ain't going to even have the capacity to even hold it. My God, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, and this is how the Lord showed it to me. Now watch this. This is good. Last night at midnight, this is how he gave it to me. All right. You're standing in an open space, maybe such as this. All right. And there is a massive, and I'm just saying it's red because red just makes sense right now. I don't know. There is a massive red balloon that is hovering over you 
I want you to picture this, okay? All right, there's a, there's a massive red balloon that is hovering over you, all right? Inside of it is the wealth transfer. Inside of it is the wealth, all right? The wealth, the significant wealth, right? You are the partaker of what belongs to you that is hidden up there in that giant balloon that's hovering over you. You're not going to be able to just reach up and grab it. But I'll tell you what will get it for you. Your faith. Your faith is the needle that's going to pop that sucker that's over your head. And as soon as your faith activates enough and takes it by force and receives it, your faith is going to poke that thing. And that thing's going to open up over you. And it's going to flow over you unlike ever before. Come on. Do you see that? Come on. I, I see it right now. And it's, and it's coming over you, but listen, and it's also coming over your household. What does your household mean? Your children and your children's children. Come on. And their children's children. I'm telling you, it's coming to you and your entire household. So you better tell everybody to get ready. And if they aren't right with the Lord, you better tell them to get straight because it's going to bypass them and everybody else in your household will be blessed and they'll say, well, what's going on? I don't get nothing. I don't see nothing. I'm not receiving nothing. Get your life right with Jesus first. And baby, I'm telling you, when that balloon pops over us, it's coming over you too. Okay? I'm telling you. God wants you and your family to be blessed. He does. All right. Now, if you're taking notes, because my God, I've, I've gone way too long already, and I'm, I'm just telling you, this is, this is good. Okay. Three ways to obtain your significant wealth. All right. Be on the screen here for you, for you to see. Three ways to obtain your significant wealth. Number one is you've got to eliminate fear. Fear in and of itself will be the biggest prohibitor to you receiving significant wealth. Your blessing is on the other side of your fear. Your blessing is on the other side of your fear. You have got to eliminate fear. Well, pastor, I'm not a fearful person. I never said you were. I don't believe that you're fearful people. Okay? I don't believe that. All right? But I believe this so strongly. Fear will hold you back from receiving and walking in the blessings of the Lord. Fear will hold, that, hold you back from that. From walking in the blessings of the Lord. Okay? And you want to know what a poverty mentality is? is rooted in spirit of fear. People that live in a poverty situation are in those situations because of fear. Not because they don't have money. It's because they are fearful. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean they're scared of things, but I want you to understand what, this, what, what they're fearful of. Okay? They're fearful of never having enough. Ooh. The poverty mentality has made its way into people because they're scared they're never going to have enough. I'm never going to have enough money. I'm never going to make enough money. I'm never going to have enough whatever it takes. I'm not going to have enough of that. 
okay? That's a spirit of fear, okay? You are not going to receive this wealth if you've got that spirit. I'm telling you. That's why you got to eliminate fear, okay? Fear of not having enough. Here, here's another one. Fear of losing everything. Fear of losing everything. I've got something, but what if I lose it all? What if I lose everything that I've got? What if I, well, here, here's a big one. What if I lose my job? Hmm. Oh, what if I lose my job? I'm not, I'm not going to have my, I'm not going to have my, I'm not going to get a paycheck. I'm not going to have my money. No, no, no. That's fear. Okay. Fear. Fear is driving you to think that way. Right. And what about this? Fearful for what's to come. Hmm. Well, you know, the world is, is so wicked and, you know, everything that could go wrong is going wrong. And I just don't know if we're going to have any money left anymore. Yes, we are. But fear will make you believe that. And fear can get instilled into you, into your spirit to make you believe that, that you're not going to have anything at a certain time or a certain point. The enemy is wanting to drive that kind of fear into God's people today. Fear, fear for what's to come. Did you know that God is the author and the finisher? <laughs> okay. He's not going to leave us empty-handed. He's not going to just leave us out to dry, right? He's not going to leave us by the wayside or, or, or whatever. He's not going to do that. Now, I feel bad for the unbelievers. Yeesh. I feel bad for them, okay? I believe I, I feel bad for the, for the wicked because they're going to they're gonna not be able to, right? They're, they're not going to have it, all right, because of fear. But listen, church. If you're going to obtain significant wealth in 2024, you must eliminate fear. In Numbers 33, we read the scripture earlier. I told you we would go back, all right? In Numbers 33, God could have freely handed over the land to the Israelites, all right? But I believe that God had to drive out fear out of them before they received the reward, all right? He said to them, now remember, in chapter 33, we read it. He said, drive out all the inhabitants of the land. I want you to get this spiritual revelation of what that means today. He said, drive out all the inhabitants of the land. Who were in that land? People that did not agree with them. Mm-hmm. Had they gone and entered that land and tried to set, set up tent in that land, there would have been wars there would have been this, there would have been that, right? So what God was doing, he was saying, get the fear out of the land first. Those evil armies, those evil people, those wicked people, get them out first, okay? So in other words, you've got to drive out fear before you can obtain and access what God is blessing you with. He says, I am taking you into the land of Canaan. But in, when you get there, you're going to have to drive out who doesn't belong there. And let me tell you, fear doesn't belong in your promised land. Because fear is nowhere attached to what God wants to do in the area of your wealth. Ooh, I'm telling you, today I am so excited. I just want to run around this place. I'm telling you, got to get aware of fear. All right? Number two is this. You've got, we already talked about it. You've got to get divine knowledge. If you want to obtain this significant wealth 
that God is making available to you. He says, I'm going to make it available to you. But first, you've got to have the knowledge. Knowledge. Wisdom. Understanding. Clarity. Okay. All of these things. Now, now hear me on this. People are not poor because they don't have money. People are poor because they don't have knowledge. Mm. Let that sink in for a second. People are not poor because they don't have money. They're poor because they don't have knowledge. They've made foolish decisions, foolish mistakes. They had a lack of knowledge, which then translated to a lack of everything else. It's not that they don't have money. You can still ha- you can have you can have a whole family that works their tails off and still are poor. It's not that they don't have money. They've got jobs. Money is coming in. It's that they don't have the knowledge. Ooh, I want you to really grasp this this morning. All right. James chapter we're not going to put it on the screen. James chapter 1. Let's go there. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives, all right, so there it is right there. So if you don't have wisdom, you don't have knowledge, ask God, right? Why? Because he gives, all right? So he gives to all generously without criticizing, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. All right, so you can ask you can ask God for it, but if you have doubt associated to it, it ain't gonna happen. You gotta you gotta ask Him by faith without doubt. Okay, for the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. An indecisive man is unstable in all his ways. Wow, this is big. That's really big right there. Really big, and it's all about wisdom. It's all about knowledge. Okay. So if you don't have knowledge, let's just say specifically on the area of giving, on tithing, on sowing, well, you know what? Get it. In 2024, get the knowledge, okay? Get the understanding, get the revelation, get the clarity. Why? Because it's going to open up some doors for you, all right? It's going to make all this available to you. And I'll say, I'll say this. The wealth transfer is not coming to average people. As a matter of fact, the wealth transfer is not coming to just an average Christian. I'm sorry. The wealth transfer is coming to those who have understood and have gained the wisdom of sowing and reaping. Sowing into the kingdom. Come on. Being believers of what the word of God says and being obedient to him. Right? So, so well, pastor, that, that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. If you knew my situation, that's just not fair that you would say that it's only for tithers and those that give. No. That's just not fair. No. Wrong. You are wrong. What's not fair is you being stingy with your money. That's what's not fair. What's not fair is you withholding from God what belongs to him. That's what's not fair. So don't say it's not fair when you don't receive the wealth. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us. We must be willing to seek after God and seek after his divine knowledge this year. Okay? If you don't understand some things, 
get into the Word, but do some studies, buy some books, listen to some podcasts, go watch some sermons, okay? This is not a just a, a one and only one-size-fits-all place. My God, go listen to whoever you want to listen to, as long as they're level-headed and know what they're talking about. But go get some knowledge, okay? Don't sit here and scratch your head and be like, oh, my God, I don't get any of this. Find a way to get some knowledge, okay? Because I can't give you everything. I just can't, okay? And you shouldn't expect that from, from me either. You've got to go obtain knowledge for yourself, okay? All right? Now, that doesn't mean you go run and go, you know, uh, whatever. I'm not even talking about that. All right. So notice how God instructed the Israelites to remove all the inhabitants, right? But also he said, destroy their idols. Whee! In other words, don't leave behind any trace of them. <laughs> don't leave behind any of it. Now, why would God have them do that? Okay? Because it, it is a higher power to those people. It was a higher power. He says, do not put anything higher than me. Nothing goes above me. Right? So he says, Take your minds off of what they've been depending on and put your mind back on me. I brought you this far. Don't you dare look at their idols and think that their idols are going to provide something for you. Oh, my Lord. You destroy those things and keep your eyes fixed on me. Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Come on. He and he alone is your provider. Nobody else, nothing else. God and God alone. Well, my my job is what makes me money. Baloney. God gave you your job. Mm. And God gave your job the money that they have to give you a paycheck. Hello. All right, so it all comes from God, okay? He is your provider. So, number 1, eliminate fear. Number two, you got to get divine knowledge. But number three is this. This is big. You have to open up your hands. Woo! Too many Christians sit on the pews on their hands. Oh, God, I'm just ready for, to receive what you have for me. But you're sitting on your blessed insurance, right? You're sitting on your hands. And God says, where are your hands? When we say in church, lift up your hands, that's not so it can look like everybody is looking real good, you know. Look at me, look at me. We lift our hands because we're receiving, okay, spiritually, okay. It's in the spiritual realm, we're receiving. He says, okay, the significant wealth I'm making available to you I'm allowing you to have it, but I'm not going to give it to closed hands and closed minds. I'm giving it to those who are saying, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Hands wide open, hands ready and willing to receive. Open your hands, right? Listen. You, church, you cannot just sit around in 2024 and let 2024 pass you by because you were just waiting on him to do it. 
Okay, you have got to open up your hands. You got to stretch forth your hands and be ready to receive. Remember, he said to Moses, take your hand and stretch it out. <laughs> okay, God is needing us to stretch forth our hands, right? Now, Numbers 33, 54 said this. We read it. You will receive your increased inheritance. Okay. So the inheritance, the wealth, okay, it's coming to you. You're going to receive it. But you're not going to receive it if your hands are in your pocket. If I wanted to pull out a $100 bill right now and give it to Kathy, and she had her hands in her pocket, she's going to miss the opportunity. I'm going to say, you weren't ready. But if I go, but if Melissa has now learned by looking at Kathy and looking at Gia, guess what? You better believe her hands are going to be in my face ready, and I'm going to say, well, here you go. Okay? All right? Now, that's the way God is looking at this whole thing. He says, oh, no, Kathy, your hands are in your pockets. Oh, no, Jen, you're sitting on your hands. Oh, no, no, Donna, no, no, no. But then he looks over, oh, and he sees Torella with her hands stretched out. And he says, okay, I found somebody that I can drop this onto, okay? So listen, you better be ready. You better be ready. Don't be sitting around doing a bunch of nothing and sitting on your hands and sitting back in church and saying, God's not blessing me. No. Have your hands ready. Be ready. Be ready and willing to receive. All right? And let me tell you by faith that this is coming to you in 2024. But you've got your arms crossed just standing by. He's not going to bless you with it. Okay? Open up. Be well, willing. Ready, 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 ready. If, if you learn anything about this morning, get this. Get ready. <laughs> get ready, baby. Get ready. All right? Get ready. He's looking for people who have their hands open to receive from him. That's what he's looking for. Remember, we take it by force. So you have got to be ready to take it. When he comes by and he's looking and he's saying, I'm, I'm going to drop this thing on you. If you're not ready, I'm telling you, he's going to pass you by. I want to be a part of this. Hello? I want to be a part of this. I've got to be a part of it. <laughs> That's how I got to look at it. Not I want to. I got to. <laughs> I got to be a part of this. 